Welcome to Soulful Connections. I'm Amanda Solar, your host. I started this podcast because I believe when we share our thoughts, our stories, and experiences, we help one another to create more meaningful lives. And I also think that an important part of life revolves around our search for meaningful connection. That seems to only happen when we get real about who we are and we authentically share that. So listen in, try to answer these questions yourself, and let's connect. to the cloud got it i'll let you record so i am here with seth goldstein goldstein media and i just want to tell you all that seth has been telling me about podcasts for i don't know how long i've been bugging you for a while i've been bugging you for a while yeah for a while but you've always been on the cutting edge to me as it relates to technology. So Seth, could you share, first of all, what you do with Goldstein Media? What is that? What do you do? Well, Goldstein Media, first of all, thanks for having me on. Um, Goldstein Media is a digital marketing firm based in Doylestown. So literally, I live across the street, literally across the street from where Amanda works. I can, if, 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 I risk, if I wanted to risk my life, I could walk across the street. True. But it's a highway, so I won't do that. I'll drive over to say Mark. hi to Amanda. Okay. But um, Goldstein Media is a digital marketing agency. We're based in downtown Doylestown. Um, we do everything from web design, WordPress websites, all the way through search engine optimization, pay-per-click advertising, email marketing, digital marketing strategy, social media strategy, podcast production. And, and so, you know, we, just, we do a little bit of everything in the social media space, in the digital marketing space. And you have a podcast called Entrepreneurs Enigma. I have two podcasts. You have two podcasts. What's your yeah. other one? Digital Marketing Die, which is actually the longer one. It's a bit okay. longer. It's been around for three seasons. We're on our third season now. Oh, good. That's yeah. great. That's I've been doing I've been doing these podcasts since 2010. Yeah, that's and it was crazy. Some some crazy form of nuttery. So yeah, you you have been. So Seth. What is your, you know, your background, your educational background? Like what, why are you always in the, the technology space? What draws you to that? What prepared you for that? I like shiny objects. Okay. <laughs> but, but I've always been, I've always been, always been kind of, not quizzical, but like, I've always been like questioning. Yeah, I'll say quizzical. I've always been diving into things, trying new things and whatnot. Went to the University of Delaware. Um, I got a degree in history and journalism, minors in anthropology and political science. So wow. the history I didn't really use. Political science is always valuable. We'll leave that for another podcast. Anthropology and journalism is what I really used. Not so much anthropology in the way of being an anthropologist, but used it in conjunction with journalism as a journalist for six years. And, mm. and then when I left that, I went to digital marketing and joined the dark side, as we say. Um, in the journalism world, um, 
I never literally left me. So I still kind of love talking to people, finding out their stories. I kind of have a knack for like disarming them. I mean, it's not, I mean, I'm not, not the one for words today, but um, like calming people down, letting people open up to me and people just chat and I'm very chatty. So people well, you're like- You're a warm person. You I try. Yeah. So, so, wow, that's so interesting to me, that whole anthropology and journalism and history. I did a lot. I still had fun in college. I don't know how I did it all. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is a lot. So what, can you go back, Seth, to the early days of Seth? <laughs> what was your childhood like? What were you as a child? I was pretty much a younger, I was pretty much like my son Alon, completely, yeah. utterly nuts. And I love him dearly, but I was, you know, hyperactive, talkative, outgoing. I went to a small friend's school out in the Western suburbs, but I lived in the Northern suburbs. So I took the train every day to school. Wow. Two hours round trip. No, four hours round trip. Two hours one way. We go into 30th Street, Swiss trains, and then go out to Paoli in you know, seventh through 12th grade. And wow. Yeah, so I grew up pretty fast, um, but it wasn't really to college where I really grew up. But, but you tend to do that in college. But um, but I was on my I mean, it was my mom and me. My parents had been divorced since I was two. Yeah, two. Still very close to my father. He was very active in my childhood. But it was mostly mom and me. And I'm very much a mama's boy. Very proud, card-carrying, you know, card-carrying mama's boy. I love, you know, I love my mom dearly. And it was mom and me. And she kind of raised me to be, you know, always questioning things. She was a, had a PhD in psychology. My dad has a PhD in microbiology. Wow. So they, they, they've always been kind of very academic and um, educated. So they've always uh, very high, um, words are really not good for me today, but a very, um, very <laughs> big on education. I mean, my yeah. dad was more, more about like, when you go to college, have fun. And we'll leave it at that. He's a cat, he's, he gave me some you know, pointers on that. But, but my mom, but you know, they were always about like get a good education, you know, figure out what you want to do. My dad would have loved if I went, you know, got a more practical degree because journalism, you know, I mean, he was happy that I went into journalism because he glad I enjoy, enjoyed it, but he wasn't happy with the salary you get as a journalist starting out. It's like you, it's, you make you make more working retail, let's just say that, than you do as a journalist. Yeah, that's and a side commentary. Yeah, I'm not knocking retail at all. I'm knocking journalism. Right. I mean, but now journalists are making more because they're doing it on their own and they're figuring right. that out. You know, it, you know now the, the state of journalism is kind of in flux, so. That's true. So you, wow, that's so interesting that you had to go that far to your, you know, elementary school and high school. It was, it was my high school. My, my elementary school was in Horsham. So okay. that, wasn't, that, that wasn't too far. That was, that was, that was like a half an hour. My, parent, my mom drove me there. Okay. Uh, I'm a prep school kid, so go figure. Okay. And that was just important for that educational yeah, they experience. Smaller, smaller classes, mm -hmm. better, for my, better for my ADHD brain to kind of focus and... Your ADHD it, brain. Oh, okay, oh. right. <laughs> anyone who, any, well, anyone who listens to me can say, oh, he's ADHD. Oh boy, am I ever. <laughs> well, what role does ADHD have in your life, do you think? Oh, does I, I mean, I'm an out-of-the-box thinker. 
I look at my oh. wife who is neurotypical and she's very, you know, straight line. I'm about as squiggly a line as you can get. And you can, you can talk to, you know, Chuck Hall, you know, who's a good friend of both of ours. And, you know, he's known me forever. And, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, you're ADHD. I'm like, yeah. no, really? It's just, Do you it's think just... that served you as an oh, entrepreneur? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a superpower. Yeah. I, think, I think I was equated to those who are comic book fans, which ironically I'm not. But I equated to Cyclops with his mask, with his visor off. When you first figure out you have ADHD, you're first firing your lasers everywhere. You're like, zh, zh, zh. That's, there's a sound effect for your podcast. Um, <laughs> and then when you put the visor on, you're able to control where the laser goes and you're able to focus. And you kind of understand where you, where, where your deficits are, where your strengths are. And I wouldn't change anything for the world. And then you now I look at my son who's as ADHD as I am. And I'm like, you know, you just have to learn how to harness this damn thing. You know, yeah. I'm, not sure I can, I'm not sure if I can say damn on the podcast, but this damn you thing. You can say damn on this podcast. You know what? That's actually a really interesting explanation too. having the superpower and just kind of learning how to harness it. Um, I never yeah. thought about it that way, but that makes sense. And did you know when you were little or did you? Come my to mom learn? found out, my mom being a psychologist. I was the reason she'd become a school psychologist. She was a developmental psychologist or industrial psychologist, something like that. One of those to working for in, in industry. And then, you know, I, it was, I went to a small prep school in Princeton and it wasn't right for me. Two big classes and all that. Then they sent me to the, the Quaker school at Horsham. Love that school, TQS. And it wasn't until I think fourth grade that they put me on Ritalin. And the first, and then my first time of Ritalin was like not good. So then it took to like sixth grade and or it was a third, I don't remember, whatever, whatever it was. First time wasn't good on the amphetamines. Second dose time, it was great. I could focus. I was like, well, this is pretty cool. I can actually focus and not stare at birds and talking to people. Huh. Still talk, I still, I'm 40 years, 41 years old. And I still talk incessantly. So that's, that's, never done, <laughs> that's never done anything for me. But ultimately, Learning, I think it was around fifth grade, we kind of figured out that, hey, he's, he's got ADHD. We got to figure this out. You know, mm-hmm. I went to chop for, chop, I was, you know, went to chop, you know, Larry Brown over at chop. I'm not sure if he's still practicing, but mm-hmm. was a long time patient of Larry Brown there and then graduated from there. And, you know, it's been, it really is, it's, it's, it's you only make it a disorder if you think about it that way. Yeah, it really isn't. Matter you of perspective, st- you just think differently. Yeah, that's. I definitely, that's and I definitely, and I definitely think differently. Like the crap that goes through my brain is insane. So, um, you started off as a journalist after college, but yeah. then what compelled you to start your own company, and how has that been? <laughs> oh well, that's an interesting story. So, journalism was great, um, burned out massively. I mean, massive burnout. I mean, I worked 15, 20 hour days. I mean, I lived it to, I mean, it it was a very much a a romantic notion of journalism. Woodward and Bernstein, Watergate. Oh, you know, I mean, I sued townships for not giving me their tax records. I mean, I mean, I saw gnarly things as a cops reporter. And, you know, I, I mean, Recently, I don't I don't get flashbacks anymore from from what I saw as a cops reporter. It took me six seven years wow. to get past because cops you you see gnarly things you get counseling. 
you know, you're EMT, you can get counseling. Turn on you write the obituary the next day. Yeah. <laughs> Which honestly is wow. actually kind of, it's actually kind of closure because you get mm-hmm. to talk to the family or the person who wrapped himself around the tree. Wow. But, wow. you know, I mean, I mean, I have stories of, of crap I've seen that is like, ugh. No mm-hmm. murders, but I did, I did once chase, chase a combine through a cornfield in a suit and tie because if he, he once almost drove over a dead body in his cornfield. So wow. I, was chasing, I was chasing after him with my press pass. Like, can I talk to you? Like, Gosh. Just so. such weird stories. I mean, yes. I'm 41 years old. I have these stories that are like rival, like, don't mean they don't rival my grandfather's stories of World War II, but they rival my dad's. Interesting. So then you kind of burn out from that experience. Yeah. And the whole reason why I went into history and journalism in the beginning of Bethel College was that I wanted to learn how to write so that I could get mm-hmm. into advertising. I always wanted to do web design. Uh, I have been doing web design on the side since I was a junior in high school. And so then I had met my now wife, then girlfriend, fiance, you know, sure. same, per- same person. But <laughs> and she and Mary and Meredith was like, "Why don't you try this web design thing?" So I did start Goldstein Media up as a way to get the experience to get the job. Oops, it's 15 years. I'm still doing Goldstein Media. I've ha- wow. I did have a brief rest. I did have a brief adventure in corporate America when Alan was born, my son. Okay. Because he was a shop baby. He had some complications at birth. Totally healthy. Totally wackadoo right now, but. We never know that he was a chop baby. I, mean, yeah. I, know you, I know you have a chop baby. You can never tell that she's a chop baby anymore. Right. God bless chop. You know, Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. Because you can't tell anymore. They're, they're just insane children. Well, yours is an adult. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. We're lucky. We're lucky. We're yeah. Lucky but, to be so close to Children's Hospital. But yeah. so you had that little fling with, uh, with corporate, corporate America. America. And I learned I didn't like I learned I did not like yeah. corporate America. I did not like having to kiss people's backsides. To get things done. I mean, I learned how I learned how to, because as a mm-hmm. journalist, that only way you can get anything done with cops, and I mean it's in the most respectful way possible, is by kissing their tuckuses, <laughs> and and stro- and stroking their egos and telling them mm-hmm. them what they want to hear, and mostly the the guy cops, where you know the, there's a sense of. Um, importance that they have yeah you make them feel important and you get your story and it's the same way in corporate america honestly it's worse than corporate it's worse than corporate america that is true corporate is very much like you know don't talk to joe he's having a day every monday at five do not talk to him until he's had his red bull like are you kidding me i'm gonna talk to joe when i have to talk to joe thank you very much right so that, well, I mean, you do have to, do you find that as an entrepreneur, you kind of have to kiss some oh, yeah. kisses? I'm so, I'm so, I'm, oh, I'll say, I'm, I'm so kissing ass. Yeah, I still am. But, but it's different. It, but less so. It's different. And it's like you have different bosses every time and there's different personalities. So I think the journalism really helps because you have to know how to adapt to different personalities really quickly. Mm-hmm. When you bring on, you bring on a new clients, like, Oh my God, this person's completely different from the last. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, this person. Oh my God, this person's from the client from heck, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, and you now, do you work from home? Do you, I see that you're well, in an office space right now. I, I'm more often than not, I'm at Stacks in Doylestown, which is a uh-huh. little co working space. 
ever right. since ever since the pandemic kind of let up i've been back at Saks almost full okay. time but i do have i do have a nice little location in my basement where like a third of the basement looks like an office the rest looks like a disaster zone and you know i work down there we just got a puppy so past week i've been at home with the puppy that's like having a baby it is so but i finally escaped today said so i'm going into stacks and working from here so but generally yeah. i'll work from stacks most days yeah yeah so you're a married father of one well two if you count your very new I have, a, I, have a, I have a forever fur baby and a <laughs> and, and a, a and, and a nine-year-old teenager yeah oh my gosh yeah because he so, is a teenager Whew. yeah it doesn't take long right no the attitude of my kid oh my god he's like dr jekyll mr hyde so seth what would you say you can create your perfect day mm. what is a perfect day for seth well, there's two one okay. one, more, one more recently he's playing with the with the puppy yeah and with the kid and having fun with yeah. them on the personal side. On the other side is, is closing a deal and getting, just being creative and having a very positive work day, in my opinion. Like if I can just have a good day where I come in, I work for six to eight hours and I go home. And a lot of people think like, oh, I have to work 14 hours a day as an entrepreneur. No, you don't. I mean, I don't, I, I work seven days a week. I mean, there's no, there's no time when I'm not working per se. But I can, if I, you know, being ADHD, I can't sit still for 14 hours anymore. I'm 41 year old ADHD guy. There's no, mm -hmm. I can't sit like I used to. Honestly, when I used to, I, I mean, journalism was the best job for me because you never sat still. You had yeah. to listen to, you had to listen to five police scanners at the same time. And you're always running somewhere to go do something, you know? And now it's like, I sit at a desk. And I'm always going out for a walk because I'm like, I can't sit still long enough. You know, and I'm like, all right, let me go take a break and come back and sit down and work some more. So it's not a nine to five job is my point. It's right. a nine to 10. Oh, there's a squirrel. I'm going to go chase the squirrel down the street <laughs> a little bit. Oh, the squirrel right. went up a tree. I'm going to go back to work a little bit. Oh, I'm going to walk my dog a little bit. You know, go back to work a little bit. You know, that kind of thing. It's not, a corporate was never good for me where I had to sit still and, stay in my cubicle and not, not work. And do you actually work. design the websites? Yeah we, do, we, yeah, we design them myself and my designer. We'll design the websites and we'll help them out get found online. We'll help yeah. them for digital strategy, kind of come up with some ideas on how they can get found. We, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll help, you know, I do all the podcast editing myself. So, and I still manage to actually listen, I actually manage to actually listen to podcasts as well as edit the podcast. That's kind of interesting. So it's it's a, yeah. it's fun. So, um, what do you do in your free time? What do you like Work. to do? Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm I'm blessed because I love what I do. Yeah, like so I that, like yeah. I, I web design has always been something I enjoy. Like Olive, the dog, you know, she can visit. She has her own website. Just why not? Yeah, I can build. I sure. can put a WordPress website up for her in a second. My oh, dog has so my good. dog has a web, my dog has a website. My wife has a website. My son has a website. I have like five. Really? Of my own. So she said, "All of my doggy love .com. Okay, I'll look check it out. I will yeah. check it out. So for fun, your downtime is like kind of creating, right? 
it's it's also kind of creating it's also like oh is there a new technology out there mm -hmm. that i want to learn for work well you know if i want to sit down there I, there's an alternative to there's a whole thing of you know, with elon musk not elon like my son but elon right. musk who um is trying to buy twitter i went off to mastodon which is a twitter clone different kind of twitter and they also have an alternate alternative to instagram over there and all that so i was like Hey, I want to run my own instance of this, my own server of this. So I went down a huge rabbit hole for a weekend and built my guy wow. a server set up and do all, did all this stuff. Then guess what? I got bored and I deleted the server. And <laughs> so that was fun. Wasted $3 on DigitalOcean. And I yeah, went about my learned way. a lot probably. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So do you watch movies or Netflix or read books? Oh, or I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm actually... A, not if I, I'm not a vivacious reader. I'm not, uh, you know, yeah. but I, I will read business books from time to time. I will, I don't read fiction. I don't have, to, I don't have time for fiction. If I'm not learning something. Uh, You're I, not into yeah. it. What is it? Have you? I do watch Netflix. Like Ted, Ted, well, first off, a good movie, a good show is Ted Lasso. Oh my yeah. God, I love Ted Lasso. But um, right. a, good, a good business book that I've read. Um, Dale Carnegie's, you know, that, that one. The, how that's timeless people. yep it, it's a little hokey yeah, it's, you know, it's a little a little folky i would say it's a little right. folky. well he wrote it when like in, in the 1930s yeah 20s or 30s yeah. but it's a good it's a quick read um there was one um escaping my name it was by an ex-fbi investigator on how to on persuasion that was a good oh. one I, i'm not I'm helping anyone by telling them hey there's a book about this guy who does this to, it's a thing I'm a Jew, you know, whatever. But it, it's, it's a book. Um, um, Gary Vaynerchuk's books are great. Um, what it, what books? Gary Vaynerchuk. Oh, okay. His books are great. If you listen to them on tape, you get bonuses because he goes on rants and rate. You know, he goes off script constantly. So little ADHD there, I would say. But Gary Vaynerchuk, his books are really good, and his audio books are hilarious because he'll just go up down rabbit holes. And Audible yeah. just and Audible just lets him. Like, and I'm like, I feel bad for this editor. <laughs> what about podcasts? Do you listen to any or? Oh, I'm, I listen to the Daily Tech News Show with Tom Merritt. Been listening to Tom Merritt since he was at CNET way back in the day. Um, the Morning Stream, which is a kind of a morning show that I listen to at night, but it's because podcasts you can listen to whenever. Nice, uh, with Scott yeah. Johnson and Brian Abbott. Um, it's just, it's just a fun show. It's it's kind of a morning show, kind of banter and stupidity kind of stuff. And then there's pod, there's there's SEO podcasts. I'm part of both of my podcasts are part of the Marketing Podcast Network. It's run by a marketer named Jason Falls, and we just joined that network about six months ago. So I make in three months I'll make sixty bucks every three months. Hey, it's better than paying for my hosting, and not making sure. money so so i'm i'm net positive on my podcast that's awesome what about um do you have anything set that just guides you on a daily basis is there any kind of overriding like this is my seth goldstein mission or mantra or purpose or what i oh, hope well, to have in each day if i figure it out i'll let you know because Thanks. i just get i just get i just go i wake up and i'm like all right Another day on this on above ground. Let's go. Yeah, 
Let's go. That's let's a good go. mantra. Much, let's just get up and go. Come on. Just yeah. keep going. Because, you know, and, it's like, it is what it is. Like, you know, if another day, you know, I got my health. Good. Yeah. What about, I, I usually end the podcast with a really simple question, Seth. Uh-oh. What are your, what do you hope for yourself and for the world? Well, what do you the wish world won't, the world? Hopefully the world won't blow itself up. Yeah, that's we'll, true. And we'll leave it right? at that. And that's a story for another day. <laughs> uh, for myself, I just hope I keep going. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping for 90. Let's see if I can make it an 80, if, you know, because I don't know. My kid, I think my kids going to be the death of me. I love them. <laughs> I love, I love my child. Don't get me wrong. I love him so much. He's the love of my life. Best thing that's ever happened to me. But if, you, if this was a video podcast, you see the gray? That's yeah, my yeah. kid. I'm 41 and I look like I'm 50 because of my child. No, you don't. But I hear you. I, they, oh, they, my God. They, they, they age you. A lot. They age you. <laughs> or they you, keep but... you young. <laughs> he, keeps me, he keeps me active. He keeps me on my toes. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a wonderful little. He's a wonderful. You've seen him since you a baby. Since yeah, you Yeah, I have. You've seen him yeah. recently. He's tall. He's tall. Is he really? Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, sprout, he's sprouting up. I mean, your chop baby's tall too. My chop baby is kind of tall. They, they go. My my oldest is tall. My middle one is like average, and my youngest is small. <laughs> is your, your your little one's a peanut? My little one is a peanut. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But they're I'm all, tall, so. but they're all spunky. Well, they are. They've got spunky parents, as does your little guy. <laughs> oh yeah, he he's you know my little guy's a wonderful little boy. This is not a parenting podcast. We could do that too someday. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. Well, Seth, I have to say, I really appreciate, you know, Love through it. the years, I go to you when I need any kind of technological advice or a pointing in the right direction. And you're always very generous with your I love knowledge. you guys. You guys are- I really you, appreciate you've always, that. And you've always been so great for me and, and very helpful and, you know, just- always supportive of Goldstein well, Media and myself. So I always appreciate it. So thank you. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Thanks so much for taking the time and coming on my podcast. Yes, yeah, exciting. I've been listening to it. It's fantastic. I'm loving oh, it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks for listening. Giant thank you goes out to show advisor, Roseanne Griffiths, the talented musician, Bill Aronson, who wrote, produced, performed the Soulful Connections theme song. And a thank you goes out to Brad Sanders for creating the Soulful Connections logo. Love it. That's new this year. So much gratitude to these guys and to my friends and family who continue to listen and guide me. And once again, to you for listening. I would love to hear from you. Please shoot me an email at soulfullife at gmail.com. That's S-O-L-F-U-L-L-I-F-E at gmail.com.